Welcome to the Lazaro Hive. I'm Ryan Lazaro. And I'm Matt Lazaro. And today we have a special podcast and, and our special guest, Amanda. <laughs> <Hi>. <laughs> so this podcast is a little different than some of the other interviews. Uh, I wanted to bring Amanda on because she's a uh, client. She's she finished a entire year of tolerating me telling her what to do right and so that must have been a pain in the butt yeah <laughs> Ryan, time. ryan's been having to deal with that for 34 years <laughs> <laughs> you are 34 right yep okay yeah just throwing it out there. <laughs> and smaller arms but nonetheless not watching the <laughs> nonetheless um a man has completed a an entire year of my program and I wanted to bring her on to share her experience um, because the thing is, is I feel like it's before and afters are great, but actually listening to the story told is even better. Um, there's a ton of people that probably have experienced a lot of similarities and the struggles and successes. And so I just want to have an opportunity to, to have everyone here what I've been able to witness basically over the last year yeah sounds um, good. so amanda you your journey didn't necessarily start a year ago it was how like because you when you came to see me you've already made some progress on your own correct some as in a lot <laughs> well thank you um yeah so honestly if i was going back to the beginning of my um fitness journey i started my first diet when i was in the sixth grade um, I have struggled with my weight ever since then. And in 2019, I decided that, um, it was about time to do something about it. So I jumped on the keto train with everybody else in the world <laughs> and I lost a little bit of weight. And then I would switch from, um, that to intermittent fasting, to weight watchers, to all these different programs. Um, and then somewhere in 2019, I ended up, um, getting pregnant with my son and then I had him in April, and my biggest thing after that was I wanted to get back on um, some sort of way of losing weight and getting back in the program. So I tried to do something for those first couple months, and it just wasn't, nothing was really working, and I felt very um, out of control and like I didn't have a focus. Mm. And that's when I was at CrossFit, and I saw Lazaro Nutrition, and I decided to reach out to you guys. There you go. That's how she found her way, guys. No. <laughs> yeah, so when – how much weight did you lose prior to coming in, though? Like, because you'd already been – Yeah. You, know, you went through that whole process doing things on your own and trying different things. I was at about 45 pounds. Yeah, and that's yeah. that's hard to do. I, I think what people fail to, rem to, uh, to realize is that anybody who's legitimately struggled with weight for the vast majority of their lives – it's it it becomes more complicated because there's like this emotional uh, tie to food or just different perspectives and all these other things that are associated with that. And so let, let's back up a little bit because I am interested and I know we've talked about this before, but I want other people to hear. <laughs> so you, you you said as early as sixth grade mm -hmm. you started dieting. Yep. So what made you feel like that was? That you had, I mean, because in sixth grade, what are you, 12 years old? Mm, younger, Roughly? I think I was yeah, like 11, 10, 12, 10, or 10 11. 10, 11, yeah. Okay. Like, what compelled you to feel like you had to do that? I was bigger than everyone else in my class. Okay. Yeah. I mean, um, you know, body image starts when kids are, what, five or six years old. And really, mm. by the time I was in sixth grade, I remember looking around thinking, um, 
I'm not the same size as everybody else. And mm. that's what prompted me to at least start thinking about it. And, um, my mom was always on and off of Weight Watchers. So that's what I started with. So you, people always teasing you in school at all or not really. I mean, I had a really good group of friends. Um, it was really all internal. Like got I decided to do it because I didn't like not looking like everyone else. Yeah. yeah. They got it. Mm-hmm. So how, how long do you feel like that kind of, like this this uh, perception of being on and trying dieting how long did that like how that progress through your teens honest to god i since that moment cannot remember a time where i either wasn't dieting or wasn't in the mindset of i should be dieting mm. and when you say dieting you mean restricting something, something yes right? exactly how much following something structured right yeah. following either a program or um gosh, something off the internet that I found. I mean, something. And have you always worked out? No, um, on and off. I, I worked out in high school and then, um, didn't through college, uh, maybe a little bit, but not too much. Did you like to work out? Did you do any sports at all? Um, I did sports. I did track and field and volleyball, but I was never like the best one on the team. And I was never really that like very athletic person. Mm. Um, I always hated running the mile in PE. <laughs> that was like the I worst day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and uh, I don't think I really enjoyed exercise until I found CrossFit. Um, actually so found CrossFit this? the second time. <laughs> Occasionally, <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> I complain a lot. Usually so. Monday, but by Tuesday, <laughs> I start not like, enjoying oh, it. No. <laughs> See, Tuesdays are my favorite. Then goes downhill from there. Well, it's a squat day. You yes, exactly. <laughs> the uh, okay, so no sports background. Mm-hmm. Always felt like you've had the, the urge to diet. Mm-hmm. Um, let's jump ahead a little bit. So, what's when you know over the year you've what your progress has been. What has it been like? Like, what what did you start at? Like, percentage-wise. Like, let's talk percentages because I think when people think pounds, mm. pounds seem to be the very – as important they are as they are for some some of us. Um, when you look at your overall your overall drops, because you lost what? Four, you said how much before? I had lost about 45 before. And then during the I think the I'm at 50 or 55 more. So that's like over 90 pounds. Yes. I'm almost to 100. Yeah, yeah. Almost to 100 pounds. That's amazing. Yeah. And mind you, that's been a, a multi-year process. Oh, yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. In and the- I'm going from like my biggest, which I think was actually in like, I want to say like 2013, 2014. Mm-hmm. So so I, I bring that up because close to 100 pounds of weight loss in over, you know, since 2013. So we're talking like, what, eight years almost? Mm-hmm. Eight yeah. year process. Up and down in there too. Yeah. And I bring that up because it's 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 important that people understand when they're pursuing these things, it is going to be a longer term type of thing, right? Absolutely. So, okay. Tell me what was so different when, when you started working with me though. So I walked in to you and what I wanted was someone to tell me exactly what to eat to lose weight. Like eat this just lay just out. lay it out <laughs> like see. make it so like simple that i couldn't yeah. fail i remember that actually yeah. yeah that was like i just was at that point where i just needed someone to tell me exactly what would, to do would you like anything else no yeah, <laughs> no. Uh, yeah actually i like remember that. now week after <laughs> yeah. week i was like 
don't you want something different? She, she was no. like, no, don't no. let me steer. I'll go. <laughs> I'll go out of control. Yes. <laughs> but the, but did you, you know, knowing the option was there. Yes. Is it where we started eventually dabbling? Absolutely. Things, yeah. So. so for the first couple months, it was very much like, I just wanted structure. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think what I learned in those months was that, um, kind of that emotional thing you were talking about, like taking the emotions out of it and, um, being more aware mm-hmm. of everything. I, I definitely was the kind of person who would eat really good for six days a week. And then that <laughs> seventh day a week, probably. Yeah. Like five times the amount of calories I should have ate. That sounds like Ryan. <laughs> <laughs> I still struggle with that Friday, occasionally, <laughs> but well, it was just like the knowledge, the knowledge of like, if you do that, you're not going to have any progress. Yeah. yeah. So it, so did something click when you were able to make that actual association? Yeah. Right. Yeah. And the funny thing is, is, is what I, what I see with most people is, is that that doesn't, they kind of knew that already. Sure. Yeah. Right. But then that self realization <laughs> starts to kick in once you start seeing through, uh, some of the redundancy of, of, of what actually works. Right. Right. And that's, you know, managing your calories and being objective about how much you're actually eating yes. and, and all that. And that's, that's complicated, right? Absolutely. So one time I remember walking in here and it had been another week where I was like, not a hundred percent, like didn't lose as much weight as I wanted, or maybe didn't lose it all. And mm. you looked at me and you said, well, you're the only one who knows like why this happened. <laughs> and it was such a come to Jesus moment for me. I loved it because I was like, shit, like that is, it's just me. Like yeah. I need to. Yeah. either make the choice to eat right or not nobody else can do it for me so and, that was kind of my turning point point. and so when you say <laughs> fortunately i can't remember all the uh, <laughs> i feel like i'm like am i being a jerk sometimes no or, no no yeah, no yeah. no i need that direction yeah. <laughs> you get structure and accountability exactly right? <laughs> exactly and you know well and, and so so when you say like like um eat right right and so the the thing is is like what did that what did that used to mean compared to what does that mean now um so the biggest thing with eating right that changed for me was um really looking at calories Mm -hmm. not at like i did a lot of you know like keto you can have as much you know fat as you want as long as you don't have carbs and all that kind of stuff so i just started looking at calories and then within those calories having to hit that protein goal that you always gave me <laughs> it really just changed my whole look at food yeah so for a long time like the majority of my calories came from protein because i needed to hit that goal yeah um, definitely protein sensitive in that in that regard yeah. yeah but it was really good for me because i feel like that's when i started feeling good and that's when i started um like not only seeing the change in my my weight but also seeing like the change in my energy when I ate this way and the way I felt and the way I slept and the way I didn't have certain like physical conditions that I used to have. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that was it. Yeah. Because in the beginning, especially in the first few months, I always was asking you almost the exact same questions, right? <laughs> like every single week. Like, yeah. How are you feeling? How's your sleep? How are these things? And then like, um, usually what happens is at one point, some, one of those things is going to be off. Right. Mm-hmm. And then did, did, did it progress in a way that you felt like it was easier to identify those things the further along you got? Absolutely. Yeah. I think that, um, 
at some point, I don't know if you remember the peanut butter thing. So <laughs> I, I do actually. I really like peanut butter, and uh, you had me really measure my peanut butter, which is like very depressing. <laughs> yeah, if you really measure your peanut butter, you're like, how is there that many calories in this little tiny bit? It hurts your feelings. Yes, you know? <laughs> it does. But it really started to to make me um, like see it, see the difference in like how you can eat a lot of food within this amount of calories or how you can eat a very little bit amount of food within this calorie. Yeah, that's very true. Yeah. It's a real, uh, <laughs> it's real eye opening when you're, exactly. when you're, especially with, I would say with like fat content. Um, and, and typically the funny thing is with fat content, it's not always by itself. Usually it's coupled with something else, right? Whether it's protein or whether it's with fats and stuff like that, or I mean, carbohydrates. Um, so one thing I want to point out yeah. during this process, you uh, you still manage to go enjoy life quite a bit. Yes. Yeah. I travel a lot yeah. um, and we managed to do that even through COVID and everything. Um, and those were always weeks where I would look at you and say, well, I'm going to eat whatever I want. And you'd be like, OK, well, don't go too crazy. <laughs> We'll see when you get back, right? <laughs> yeah, exactly. And um, I mean, you still, that was the thing. You said you were going to yes. eat whatever you want, but you still actually had some type of structure. Yes. And that was what was so cool is, um, and you can ask my family, they all saw it, is I felt like when I was there, I was like, okay, I still want to, you know, have the, the churro or whatever it is. But also, I know this progress I'm making. I know this journey I'm on, and I don't want to completely go backwards. And it just mentally, it allowed me to have like a little bit of freedom, mm -hmm. but also kind of come back to it. And then when I got home, it allowed me to jump right back on the train, which is something I never did in the past. And do you feel like the what was the the, the difference in being able to jump back? back whereas before you did. Was it more of a downward spiral? Yeah, yeah. I mean, once I, like, went off, I was just off for months because, you know, it's harder to get back on once you, you know, we're just on vacation. But what I, it was really the accountability, you know, mm. coming in here every week and, you, like, knowing that you'd be like, all right, see you on Thursday. Like, I know you just got back. And, you know, it was having someone not allow me not to come. Yeah. You know? I mean, that was huge for me because there's there I have done so many programs where if you don't show up, nobody says a thing. It's true. You yeah. know? So yeah. having that, like, hey, you're supposed to be here. Where are you at? Or when are you coming back? It <laughs> it really does. I mean, it just kicks you right back into it. Yeah, that's good. That's good. Yeah. Yeah, I always find it it's it's different for uh, everybody to a degree, whether it's the, for you, is the, the accountability factor for other people. It could be Something as simple as as they have something they can reference to go back to, yeah. rather than people haphazardly doing things, right? Um, you know the, and so as you progressed, you, you didn't even need a menu after a while. Oh so yeah, you started, absolutely. You started going into macros and all that fun stuff. Yeah. Um, do you still track everything? Yes, you do. Huh? I sure do. Yeah. But mind you, you. Do you enjoy it? I do. I yeah. actually feel like I want to track everything because mm. I, I've gotten to a place where I truly like enjoy making good choices and seeing like the food I eat laid out for me. It just really helps me visualize all that. Mm -hmm. um, and it does keep me like, it reminds me of like, Hey, if you're going to eat, you know, your kids, chicken nuggets <laughs> let's look up how many calories they are let's look yeah. up what nutrition's in them um so i like tracking yeah. um but i have days where i don't track and i don't go off the rails yeah, yeah so yeah, it's yeah, kind yeah. of there's well, i, I recall bit. there's been some weeks where you were like well i haven't logged anything yeah and i'm like 
and then we check your numbers and they're fine. It's because there's still yeah. uh, a certain amount of objectivity that's there with, with how you're um, measuring and, and just approximating. Right. Yes. Arguably, I'd say most people are really terrible at that. <laughs> but so do you, did, uh, did at any point, were you, did you feel like it was over restricting? No. No, I actually probably felt the opposite occasionally. I was like, how can I eat this much food? It doesn't feel like it should work that way. Yeah. Actually, yeah. I recall you saying yeah. that a lot. You're like, are you sure? Uh, like, well, the numbers don't lie. So, yes, I'm sure. But I think that comes down to, like, knowing the nutrients of your food. Because yes. before I would eat less, you know, less food, but it had so many more calories. Yeah, the, the caloric density. Yes, exactly. <laughs> so then it's like, well, this looks like so much food, but it's, you know, good nutritious healthy mm -hmm. food that doesn't isn't so dense in it yeah and you still enjoy other things right yeah yeah, yeah. i that, definitely do <laughs> you're like oh yeah oh, yes <laughs> probably gonna enjoy you said you're going to disneyland soon yes yeah. we're going to disneyland you're definitely gonna enjoy food there yes absolutely <laughs> there has to be a uh, some give and take right yeah so did you notice a difference um when you started making these diet changes did you notice a difference in your uh in your performance in crossfit Oh yeah, definitely. I feel much more capable now. And my CrossFit journey has been similar to this nutritious nutrition journey where, um, you know, I started out not being able to lift much, not being able to do certain things. Um, I don't think I could even run a lap the first time I got here and now I can pretty much, you know, do the workouts the way they're supposed to be, even if I'm complaining the whole time. <laughs> um, but I do think like, like, just dropping weight allows you to move better yeah. and feel better when you're moving. And so I have noticed a lot of that, just feeling good. Remind me, did, did your muscle go up during this process? Yeah. Um, not a ton, right? Not a ton. It kind of yeah. stayed the same. It went up just a little bit. Um, yeah, yeah, so. No, mind you, though, that that's that's probably better than what we see most of the time. When we see someone that loses that much weight over time, Generally, generally, a lot of it is going to be uh, muscle, unfortunately. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, overall, would you say you're? Are you more confident in your in your approach to food? Oh yeah, I for the first time in my life, I think I was about halfway through the program. I looked at one of my best friends and I said, I know that it will work like mm. there I've never had a program. It's always been like, well, we'll see if I get there. Well, you know, I'm trying <laughs> to make this work. And I was like, it might take a lot of time because yeah. that is the one thing I tell everyone is it does take time. Yeah. But I know it will work. And I still feel that way. Yeah. No, and your due diligence is what, what's proven. It, it's proven that. You know, there were times I think I recall where your progress was kind of uh, stalled, stalled mm -hmm. or stable more or less. But we kind of knew why. Yeah, right? like, exactly. It's not like we were like, oh, no. It was those Saturdays. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but then it's like you have to go through your reevaluation phase and then you're the one that has to reach that point where you actually feel like, Oh, okay. This is making it just, was it, was it like these coming to Jesus moments or it like, was, how was it? Like the biggest thing for me with the stalls was the stuff that I wasn't counting. So like I mentioned, I have two kids and you know, if they didn't finish <laughs> their chicken nuggets, you know, you eat one or two or, you know, you, you take a bite of, of the, birthday cake even though you aren't you know aren't going to have a piece or whatever it is you know um and all that stuff it was realizing how much 
that can basically undo what you've done. Mm-hmm. Not to where you're necessarily gaining weight because you're not eating as much as you used to, but it definitely doesn't help you lose weight. Yeah. So that's what I tried to cut out to really get my um, weight loss progress doing better was all that extra little stuff. Yeah, the little uh, little little things add up. Yes, we'll hear exactly. a little there. I'm working on that. <laughs> <laughs> Ryan has little ones too. <laughs> it's hard. I don't know what it is about the kids. They always bring home candy and cookies. Oh, yeah. and, uh, the schools are horrible. I know. Like There's what so they're giving stuff. to the kids. Yeah. And just crackers and cookies and mm-hmm. candy and oh. juice and just all sugar carbs, sugar carbs. Yep, totally agree. Wow, yeah, that's a whole nother topic. I can go off the rails on that one. <laughs> but hey, they follow the food pyramid though, right? No, stop. <laughs> You're triggering me. <laughs> I'm getting triggered. No. Oh, man. Yeah, no, so it, it's, it's, it's always really, it's funny too. I remember when you told me, hey, I think this is uh, our last week. And I was like, already? Yeah. It felt like it went by fast. Yeah, I felt that way too. It's uh it wasn't like pulling teeth, you no. know? <laughs> <laughs> no, I actually, um, I really enjoyed this last year and there were times where I got frustrated, but it was, um, nice to have someone to say like, Hey, why isn't this working? And then we yeah. reevaluate and come back to it. And obviously in the end it worked, it really worked. And it's not like I ever came up with something super complicated for you to follow. No, right? actually, you know, um, <laughs> I, everybody who sees me asks me how I lost weight at this uh-huh. point in my life. And I always refer them to you, but in the end I say, well, it's just like, it's calories, it's yeah. calories, it's calories. And that makes it so much more simple than all these other things that I've tried. Yeah. Everyone has like a, a shtick or yeah. a gimmick. Try to be super it. fancy. Hey, yeah. 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 diet. Yes, exactly. All it's, of the diets. Yeah. I, man, some of the questions I get sometimes, <laughs> it's pretty interesting, but it, it's like, I go back to. But arguably, it's it's not like we didn't know that it's calorie management, right? It's just the application part of that interjected into your life at the moment. And how is that? Yeah, the proper approach for you. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like it was personalized enough in that, oh, in yeah. that context? Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Because that and that I, arguably that that's where where the success lies is. So you feel like you can do it. Mm-hmm. You know, the more you feel like you can do it the more likely you're actually going to do it. Oh, absolutely. (laughs) And I think that is one of the biggest differences is this is a program that throughout the whole entire thing, I felt like I could do. I mean, I was so confident that I could do it that, Mm. you know, I was, you know, telling people like, yeah, me, you know, I'm going to do this. This is what yeah. I'm doing. I will get to the end. And did he threaten you with burpees? Like, that might not have been a good tactic for me. <laughs> burpees are not my favorite. <laughs> I only tell people that when they show up late. <laughs> Actually, I will say one thing you told me when I first started, um, yeah. because I was only coming across it maybe once or twice a week, mm. you told me that was okay. And that was big for me because at the time I wasn't yeah. ready to come five days oh, a week. Oh, yeah. And Everyone's like, stuff. hey, you got to work out six days a week, twice yeah. a day. Like, do yeah. one hour of cardio, you right. know, and that's, that's prior to someone actually gaining better tolerance to exercise and, yes. and exercise is basically stress, right? It and could it, relieve stress, but also cause oh, yeah, mm-hmm. definitely. bad stress if you're overtraining. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and, that, and that's the thing. It's like, uh, the funny thing I see here is most of the time it's either people are, are willing to kind of test the waters with their, with their training and then kind of progress or they're just literally just jumping in head first and i'm like hold, i'm like hold <laughs> on hold on stop doing that this is why they get on this Mom, crazy are you cycle. okay well <laughs> it just, you know yeah no but remember it, it just uh, what you mentioned earlier about when you're feeling good and you're going to start overreaching and you're oh yeah I had a phenomenal workout earlier but 
was gonna start. This one was run, ready to run a mile and go bike for the bike. whatever, like another hour of training. And what he what he realized is he goes, well, I probably shouldn't do that because number one, it's not going to burn that many calories. But number two, I'm probably going to end up binge eating tonight. Right. Right. So yes. and this is this is something I, I think most people experience but fail to make the correlation to what's actually causing it. And a lot of it is just this overreaching and stressors and things that their body's not ready to adapt to. The next thing you know, you're just like overwhelmed and, and your, your your hormone levels are disarrayed and you're just, you know, just eating to feel better. Absolutely. Then you just wreck your sleep and stuff like that. Yeah, all yeah. the things. So did we, remind me, did we, you never really had sleep issues. No, sleep was, right? I mean, I had a newborn, so well, yeah, I do I mean, have tons of sleep issues. Yeah. Um, but... I had to work around that because it wasn't a sleep issue I could fix. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Well, that was, I think that's what I was getting to. Yeah. Like, we kind of had to accept that it's like with a newborn, it is what it is. Yeah, you know? like, exactly. <laughs> we're not going to rub a little whiskey on the gums. <laughs> <laughs> is that what you did to your daughter? <laughs> I'm telling your wife. <laughs> no, but that, that's, uh, what are some of the other things that you feel like changed over time aside from the way that you even just view food? Um, let's see. So I suffered from like a lot of acid reflux, um, mm. for a portion of my life and that went away completely. Like yeah. I have zero problems with that. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. I mean, my sleep quality did improve and I mm. still find that if I have a day where I don't follow the plan or I do, you know, excessively I don't sleep well yeah, yeah um so those are really the physical things that that changed for me um and then just honestly I feel so much better about myself nice that it's like been a night and day difference that's awesome yeah does your husband notice a difference in yeah yeah yeah, yeah. yeah he's uh he's very supportive and uh he um I don't know what he said something like uh he was going to try to like jump on the train too because <laughs> now I was making him look bad or something. Like, oh. <laughs> He's like, oh, hold on. Yeah, like, exactly. Shape. <laughs> we got to do this together. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. Oh, man, that's funny. Yeah, no, that's. And so, what, how drastic of a difference is, is your overall relationship with food now from, from just even a few years ago? I honestly, I can't even describe how different it is. Um, I look at every food differently mm. i look at um like you were saying like what my kids eat i look at that differently yeah. i i just i feel enlightened in a sense mm. and it took me a while to get there to truly understand like calorie density mm. and then um i'm a protein fiend now and i was never <laughs> that person before so you know yeah. i'm like protein drinks all the time and uh all this stuff yeah well no. especially trained this way you, you better be getting yeah. protein. <laughs> yeah, muscle mass yeah do you have certain foods that you desire to have weekly or do you treat yourself once in a while like how do you go about that approach um, so I love turkey and I love ground turkey and I tend to use that in almost all of my recipes. I'm talking about the good stuff. Oh, okay. I was <laughs> like, like real good stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh, looking at you like, what? Like, well, uh, okay. You're, so you're saying like, what do I do? The treat? dirty like, thing. Oh, gosh. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, that's changed too, which is kind of funny, but I buy like the ice cream pints that like have the calories on the outside. So, yeah. you know, the whole pint is 250 or whatever. Yeah. That, that's like a treat to me. I really gotcha. like that. Um, 
chocolate's kind of been my thing ever since I had my son. My taste kind of changed. So if I am going to like really treat myself, it's, it's chocolate. Yeah. Or you find yourself maybe choosing better quality. Yeah. Yeah. Or like I said, like, um, like there's like the Lily's chocolate that Mm. has like the lower sugar. Yeah. I really like it. And so they sweeten it with stevia. That's yeah, exactly. I I think it tastes really good actually. Yeah. Um, I also do this thing where I get a protein drink and then I have a milk frother and I froth it and I put it on top Uh, of my coffee and it truly tastes like, like a Starbucks to me. I love it. I never thought about that. I think we just say it does just to, no, it's really good. I really like it. As you can tell, Ryan's been struggling. We're a starting salty our, over here. <laughs> intervention. Yeah. No. So, so the the the, the thing that's always a relief to me, and it's the fact that it you're not you're not restricting yourself in a way that makes you feel bad and has this mm-hmm. bad relationship with food, and it's like, oh, I don't deserve this, no, and like no. there's just like downward spiral of uh, self judgment and things like that, right? <laughs> I don't hear that when you talk about it, you know, and then when you even decide to do and have other foods that previously we thought were like, oh, these are the devil, you know, <laughs> maybe they lead that way. <laughs> you did tell me once that I could eat cake every day if I wanted to. In theory. In theory. <laughs> but, but the thing is, is I doubt that you'll feel the same. Right. Exactly. Right? Yeah. And so I feel the same. <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing. It's, it's, uh, Hearing you tell your story, I, I, I love the fact that you've made this, 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 this association with the fact that the priority of, of, of how you feel is a, put above everything, it seems like. Absolutely. And then everything else is kind of like follow suit. Um, but that, that, that kind of goes with everything that we always talked about, you know, moving, uh, eating foods that make us feel good, eating, not eating too much, sleeping as much as we can relative oh. to our situation. Right. Um, and then, so has it changed the way you interact with other people and just your life in general? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Um, what I've noticed is I made myself a priority in the sense of I, you know, committed to doing this with you and I committed to working out and that allowed me to be the best version of myself in every other thing I do. Nice. So I feel like a better mom when I take care of myself and I feel like, um, a better student and a better, um, business owner and a better, all these things, all of my jobs, I feel more confident and I feel more capable. Mm. And sometimes I think it's just the realization of like something I've struggled with since I was 10 years old, you know, 22 years ago. And I finally have a handle on it. It makes you feel like, wow, I can control my life. Mm -hmm. I think that's huge. Yeah. Like, especially with people, prioritizing themselves um i mean obviously you have a family you have to take care of your husband and your kids but a lot of people forget about themselves absolutely Um, especially moms yes yeah Yeah. Yeah. i mean it's it's easy to be like okay you first you first you first and Uh then kind of just start going crazy i'm gonna say something really controversial and it's only because i've been doing this for 18 years the the vast majority of my clients are women Uh like like roughly 90 percent and they're women with children uh-huh. and I, I can make a strong argument that um, when mothers will, uh, will, in my opinion, to a degree, use their children as an excuse, hmm. right? It's an excuse and I call it an excuse because there's, they, they say they have to do this or do that. But just like, you know, the old uh, airplane analogy, you can't, you, you got to put your mask on first before you put it on, right. you know, your child. Um, because it's, it's, 
and this even goes back to kind of what I was saying in one of the previous podcasts is, is it's like you're willing to die for your family, but you're not even willing to live for them. Right, right. And then until that, that self-realization kicks in and then self-acceptance and and that 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 will, I I would say that listening to you talk, it's like you're you're going through these different stages of understanding yourself more and more and more and you have a different type of confidence about yourself now. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And I, I know what you're saying with the excuse thing. I think that sometimes as parents, as a mom, you think I have to do this or I have to do that until you realize that you don't. So it's almost like, um, like the world lies to you or you're lying to yourself yes. in the sense of like, um, you know, I can't focus on nutrition cause I have to deal with my kids. Well, truly you can. And, you know, I kind of understand if you say I can't make it to the gym every morning because of my yeah. kids. Certain things. I Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. But like nutrition, what you're putting in your body, it is something that you can control even when yes. you feel like you can't. So how how dramatic, how, how many things had to change around you? How many patterns or behaviors did you have to change for that to allow that to happen? Um, my biggest thing was what I keep in the house mm-hmm. and... Um, cooking and eating at home. Mm. So, um, yeah, I (laughs) swear we used to go out to eat almost every day for one meal of the day, you know, or pick something up, that kind of a thing. And over the last year that has really changed to where that's like once a week. And it's usually if I'm not involved. So like my husband will get something for the kids. Like, um, yeah, exactly. Um, so it's a lot more difficult to eat the way you want to eat when you're relying on other people to cook it for you. Um, and you can, you can do it. It is possible. Um, but now I find myself like, if I'm going to go out to eat, I have my certain restaurants that I know I can do. And those mm-hmm. are the ones I pick. If you're going to give me the choice, that's what I'm going to go to. There you go. And, um, but for the most part, I eat at home because I can measure and I can do all the things I want to do. Yeah. Ever bring a, your measuring scale to the scale restaurant? To- <laughs> <laughs> yes, I have a portable one. <laughs> to sell drugs I know, I know. my husband actually man. bought it for me and I was like what is this for he's like so you can measure your stuff it's a whole thing you said my steak was six ounces uh, it's 4.5 there's something wrong here oh man I actually saw a post like that and they but were like, I think you told me they their measurements are pre-cooked before, yeah. yeah pre-cooked yeah, yeah. this is 16 ounces what the heck yeah. You know, so the interesting thing about about the food industry in general, especially if you go to a restaurant, you can almost guarantee they're never going to overserve you protein. No, that's the no. most expensive. They get a lot of potatoes, though. Oh yeah. god, French fries. It's so cheap that they'll just stack rice. that stuff on. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You'll notice when they even how they garnish their plates if you're going somewhere more fancy or just in general like regular fast food and stuff like that. It, it, it's it's done up in a way to make it look more appealing than it really is. <laughs> I mean, when I go yeah. buy something, let's say it was a burger and fries somewhere if i literally just said i don't want the fries or the veggies and i just want the patties the price is the same <laughs> it's yeah the same. i was like oh, well, yeah. what the heck <laughs> Did I say like 50 percent yeah. off or something yeah. Oh, yeah you have like just little ass patties that look so sad <laughs> what the heck yeah yeah that's that's funny yeah well yeah that's oh what was my other question um I will say yeah. too that what I keep in my house is really important because yeah. when I started, I had my, you know, shelf that had the cookies and the candy mm. and the, I mean, I'm a sweets person, so that's mm-hmm. really what gets me. And I had to throw them away yeah, um, because there are definitely moments of weakness and times where I'm <laughs> like, yeah, I'm like, I just want whatever's here. 
But if it's not here, it makes it a lot easier. Yeah. To- like, I, I don't feel like going I, to the store. Yeah, yeah exactly. exactly. I try to explain the importance of that and how not ridiculous that actually is to people because no. yeah. people feel that that's a normal thing. And in, in we only perceive it as normal because we're told it's normal, uh-huh. right? We have these big pantries. <laughs> oh, that's true. You can walk in, like, and generally, if your pantry is full, you're probably eating a lot of processed foods that yeah. are really calorically dense. But the thing, the thing that if if you know that you've struggled with, like, let's say, late night eating, maybe some form of overeating or, or borderline binge eating, there's different levels of, of these things in a sense, even where people do develop food eating disorders and stuff like that. And let's just assume it's not clinical clinical levels of that, mm-hmm. but subclinically, like we all probably are on some spectrum with an eating disorder. Absolutely. And one thing I have to explain to some people is like, look, if it's there, your your behavior that you've associated with, and that that's a natural thing just to grab. Oh yeah, yeah. right. Like yeah. it's. I mean, I found myself in bed with a box of cheese uh, <laughs> watching Netflix, and all of a sudden, yeah. I'm like. Why is it and, going? And we'll, and like, and, where'd and, it go? And listen, this this the reason where you can eat a whole box is because the the you know the act of eating. Well, yeah, I'm focusing on what I'm watching, yeah. but I don't even know I'm eating. But just the act of eating in general, it's it's a different it's a different behavior. It's uh-huh. something you don't have to your 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 not to get too technical, but if you don't have to use your prefrontal cortex like with with making a decision. So like if you are. If you're having a conversation with somebody, we have to think about you're using your prefrontal cortex. If you have to decide, uh, like, if your kids are doing something wrong, you're disciplining. You're, 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 these are active type decisions. But things like eating, especially like that, and especially when you you have been eating that way for so long, mm-hmm. it is an it is the act of changing that behavior is the only thing that will stop you. Period. Like, and in which means. Um, things like in proximity, you're going to grab, you're going to get it. They have, yeah, they actually have research on where they went into an office um, and then they had candy and then they, uh, I think they had like maybe 60 employees. uh, And then, so they, they, they broke it up into three parts and one of them, one part, they said, put the candy in your drawer. The other, they said, put it um, uh, on top of your desk. And the other group, put the candy in a um, in a drawer on the other side of the office. So guess which one ate the most, right? <laughs> the one that was right there. I, yeah. I would go for all three. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the, the, the group that actually had to get up and go grab it, it was like uh, a reduction in 85% or more, wow. which is Just huge. Just the thought of having to go and yeah. well, make the effort to go there. But it's also associated with creating a pattern uh, in, in, your, in, your, in your eating habits. And so when you break those patterns by completely removing certain things, it's significantly easier. Or to, if you're smart, you just pay one trip there, grab the whole thing, put it in <laughs> your desk. You're ruining the podcast. No, the reality is Don't someone's going to do that. Some people are going to definitely yeah. do that, but the people that actually care about themselves are not going to, right? Um, <laughs> care about their sweet tooth. Oh, man. I do think it comes down to intention, though. You know? Absolutely. Yeah. You have to intentionally change a behavior and you have to have that, like, cognizant, like, I'm going to not, 
like for me, you know, ice cream in bed, like that's not a good <laughs> habit for me. Like even if it's yeah, that's true. Even if it's the healthy ice cream or whatever, you know. So it's like if you're gonna have ice cream, sit at the table. Yeah, like that would totally change a lot of people's, you know. And you're still gonna enjoy it. Yeah. Right? And yeah. In, in arguably, one thing think about this: most people experience um, the cessation of pleasure prior to eating. So that impulse, you know, when you yeah. get it, so yeah, you, it's like a little high. Like, yeah. Oh, yeah. So that, that, that's, that's dopamine and you're chasing it. And, and, and a perfect example is when you have small children, you see how freaking crazy they get when they want something. Yeah. So the only, <laughs> the only difference is, is that we're older and your prefrontal cortex is developed enough to, to compose act, yourself, to, to, to not act like a complete psychopath. Right. And, and that's, that's one of the things that we're dealing with. 90% of the time though, when I binge eat, <clears throat> I feel horrible afterwards. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> no, that is yeah. so true. Absolutely. Like, I feel bloated mentally. I feel like I just sabotaged myself. Yep, absolutely. Um, Do you hit yourself still like you were a kid? <laughs> <laughs> uh, that never happened. <laughs> when we were kids. <laughs> Right, testing my pain tolerance. <laughs> when we were kids, Ryan would do something, and then I would pretend like I was hurt, and then I'd get him in trouble. And before a mom could discipline him, he would get like a water bottle and then hit himself. Oh my right? gosh! <laughs> and by the time our mom, would I did come, it. You don't have to spank me. Yeah, yeah. He, like totally self-inflicted punishment. Oh, that's. And, then, and I'm like, what? I was like waiting for him to get beat though. I'm like, that's not fair. He did that and he did it he to was avoid. Smart. Yeah. I feel like that's a uh, manipulation. <laughs> kids are the best manipulators. Mm, oh god. <laughs> Children are basically little narcissists, yeah, right? It's absolutely. all about them. Yep. But but that's the thing. So it's just like I always try to tell my clients, you gotta let yourself go through the the experiences. You you're never gonna not not have a time where you're gonna want something or where you're gonna be in a bad mood or you're going to have an event or even when you're happy, like you're still going to want to do something. Celebration is yeah. at the root of, root of a lot of these I think things. a lot of people though, um, plan for self-sabotage. Um, like what's your, what's your thoughts on people saying, okay, every Saturday I want to do this. Oh, you mean like uh, the old cheat meal type yeah, of cheat thing? Meal, yeah. Cheat day. So, okay. I probably told you amongst everybody else is like, we don't have, we don't, Ideally, you don't want to look at those meals as cheat meals, mm -hmm. mainly because you're not in a relationship with your food, number one. Because the, 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 to imply that you're cheating implies that you're doing something wrong. Mm -hmm. And it also implies that you are in a relationship with that thing. Yeah. So the, the more you get away from that, in my opinion, for most people, is at least my clients, especially since... You know, I, I would argue that the cheat meal concept is almost like a leading yourself down down the road of a, a type of eating disorder. Yeah, I mean it right? is kind of a relationship, though. Well, maybe when you, you eat, you feel happy. When you're sad, <laughs> and you eat, you feel happy. <laughs> That's well, probably the problem. Well, every yeah. everyone everyone is an, is an emotional eater. That's yeah, sure. But but it's I'm, okay. I'm eating for gains. It's okay <laughs> to acknowledge that, right? But so. It's nothing wrong with with enjoying your food, right? And this is also why I told you make sure your food tastes good. Yeah. Oh yes. man, too many people are like, "Hey, so I'm eating plain boiled chicken breast oh my and gosh. plain <laughs> white rice and broccoli." I'm like, "What the what? heck are you like, doing?" Let's see how long this will last. Like, yeah. Two days. Like, yeah. Like, <laughs> or they eat that during the day and they go wild at night. Yeah. You know. They're like then I just had a big old burrito. <laughs> I, I feel good now. Yeah. Yeah. Go, no shit. <laughs> He just ate 1,200 calories yeah, after your 400. <laughs>
I think the thing with the cheat meal too is it gives you the freedom to eat as much as you want during mm-hmm. that meal. Mm-hmm. And I have firsthand experienced how that can completely reverse your calorie oh, yeah. deficit. Yeah. You know? That and I think, at least for me, like if I'm going to binge eat or drink uh, the next day, it's that temptation. Is still oh, yeah. There. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Yes. Definitely. Well, you know, I, it's, it's, I, I love everything about your journey. It's been it's Me been too. great working with you because, you know, when you started, you you said that you you're definitely ready. Yes, uh, that's always something I ask him. I'm like, are you actually ready? Yeah, it takes work. Some people the whole I just process. Try. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That's honestly, I tell people like, if this is something you just kind of want to try, maybe it's not the right time. You yeah, know, like yeah. once you're ready and ready to accept all the good with the bad, like it's typically a better journey because you've accepted that just just that's part of the process. The lifestyle yeah. change. It Absolutely. Is. Yeah. It is. Yeah, I I've said that too. People always are like, "What diet are you doing?" I'm like, "Dude, it's not even a it's diet. Not a diet anymore. It's just the yeah. way I eat now. Like, and yeah. I can't imagine eating a different way. Strategically eating to benefit yeah. how you want to feel and, and meet your needs. Right. Yeah. It's very intentional, and yeah. that's that's the biggest difference for me. Is I don't feel like I ever had an intention behind eating before, other than I like this food, you know. <laughs> and now it's like I intentionally eat this food to feel Definitely and look a certain way. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Exactly. Good. 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 That's exactly what I want here. <laughs> so you graduated now. <laughs> so tell me a little bit about what you do with your photography, though. Um, I'm a wedding photographer. Uh-huh. So uh, pretty much every weekend I'm at a wedding shooting. Um, and yeah, it, it's a great job. It's a it's high stress at times. And mm-hmm. um, on the flip side, during the week, it's all editing, so it's all sitting down, and that mm. um, can yeah, your affect... Your strains on the whoop were ridiculous yes. when you worked. So, yeah. Oh, yeah. You're on your feet a lot. Yes, shooting. yeah. So so on the day of the wedding, I'm running around, literally, up, down, everywhere, doing anything I can. But then for the other six or five just, days a week, I'm just sitting on the couch with my computer on my lap. So it's a very interesting um, concept. But I will say, um, I've been doing this now about 11 years, and... For my first probably six or seven years, I would have what is called the wedding photographer hangover, which the next oh. day is like you can't get out of bed, you're tired, you have a headache, you're dehydrated, oh, all wow. these things. I don't have that anymore. No. Oh. Yeah. With your new approach, or well, you've been doing it for a while now, but do you set certain times for you to eat when you're there? Yeah, that's actually, yeah, that's a good thing to uh, mention. So most of the time we are fed at a wedding. They have, they have a meal for us. And about, I would say five months ago, I finally said, I can't do this. I need to bring my own. So now I pack a meal and um, I love it. It's awesome because then I can eat it whenever I want to, um, which has always been a thing. If any wedding photographers are listening to this, they'll know exactly what I'm talking about. Um, We always get fed at like the most inopportune time when we need to get up and go do something else. Um, so having a meal that I brought is really been really helpful and it allows me to, um, still eat because at, yeah. there was a time where I was like, I just won't eat anything. And that's not a good plan either. Oh man. Yeah. Yeah. During the yeah. whole day. Um, and then it'll, it like makes me feel like I can resist the dessert table because that's a big thing with weddings is there's always cake and there's always a dessert bar. Very true. And yeah, that's tough. I mean, I love sweets. So for me, that's like just a glowing beacon of come eat this. So I've seen some crazy, crazy dessert set up. Oh yeah. yeah. So fancy. People spend so much money. I don't even want to eat it half the time because it looks too pretty. I know. They're incredible. Is this real? Like, is this edible stuff? I feel like it's plastic (laughs) sometimes. I'm like, no, that's, that's, 
sugar. Yeah. <laughs> and I have a good relationship with a lot of the bakers around here and they Uh-oh. make really good yeah. food. And so especially if I know who made it, it's that much harder oh, <laughs> to man. say no. But, you know, you can't do that every weekend. Like most people don't go to a wedding every weekend. And, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. That's a lot. <laughs> yeah. So it's a, def- it's a different experience and you just have to have self-control. Yeah. There you go. Well, you go in with a plan. You have mm-hmm. very specific yeah. intentions and you're there to work too. Yes, you know? exactly. And that's, that's, to remember that's your job yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're like well I'm getting paid so <laughs> probably shouldn't yeah. get hammered in that. <laughs> yeah yeah no we don't drink at weddings or, yeah. yeah that would not be I think be that a is some thing. people's intentions yeah unfortunately like hey yeah. I'm at the wedding I'm gonna drink and eat oh, yeah. maybe I'll take some photos while I'm at it <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh man yeah. yeah so yeah so and did you aside from not getting the hangover thing do you feel like it's uh, uh, a different experience now that you're more fit yeah, I just feel in general that I am less tired, less overwhelmed. Um, headaches, I used to get really bad headaches, mm. and I still do when it's really, really hot, but I understand my body to a point where I know, like, okay, I need to eat a protein bar right now, yeah. Yeah. or I need to drink this amount of water, and it allows me to, like, fix that instead of just being grumpy and there you in go. pain. So Nice. Yeah, it's been really good. Awesome. Well... I appreciate you coming on and doing yeah, this. Thank you for asking me. I know it, it's sometime in, in timid, it may be intimidating. <laughs> a little bit, yes. <laughs> you seem so willing in the beginning. I was like, all right. <laughs> I was in, willing. Like, just oh. a little nervous. <laughs> like, so I might be nervous now. <laughs> no, you did great. You did great. You okay. did great. Um, you know, where if someone if someone has a wedding and they need a photographer, how can they find you? Um, so my photography name is Amanda Collins Photography and go on Instagram and search me and you you'll, you'll find me. We'll tag it. We'll tag it on the in, on Thanks. wherever we post this so they know how to get a hold of you. And also uh, maybe if they need some inspiration. Yeah. Yeah. Know? I'm totally willing to talk to anyone. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, appreciate it. Yeah. I will. Thank uh, you. It's, this is about. Yeah, I think we're good. We're good. good. (laughs) Thank you for tuning in to the Lazaro Hive, where we strive to entertain you. (laughs) You said it wrong. (laughs) (laughs) All right, we're good, guys. What's up, dude? Hey. It's cracking, bro. Yeah, that was fun. Yeah. Way better than I thought. I told you you it was going to be like, it's it's super easy. Yeah. You you're gonna know what to say because it's only about you. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> well, like my opinion. yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Oh, I appreciate yeah. it. All right. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Sure, you again. Let me know whenever you want to drop in. Yeah. I'll, I'll 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 let you hop on there. I'll probably do it. You just let me know. I got you. Don't even worry about it. You did this for me. I'll do that for you. All right. All right. See ya. How was it? Great. I think the camera turned off. Oh, Amanda. Take a take a picture with us real quick. Oh, yes.